I don't know about you, but sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed by my situation. The grind, the frustration, the endless stress. In today's fast-paced, high-powered world, how the heck can we keep up? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business. So you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. And welcome to this episode of Experience Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert, and master of experiences, Mark Hain. And today, I am so honored to be speaking with a super change agent, Michelle Stiederberg. And in this episode, we will be tackling the tough question of how to manage stress and our own personal energy so that we can live and perform in a way that keeps us healthy, both mentally and physically. But before we get to that, I just want to do a quick shout out to all those people who subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me into your world. I am humbled that you think enough of me and this channel to say, I want more. And I'd like to thank you for joining me today as well. I hope you and your team get extraordinary value from today's content. And if you do find this information here valuable, please go ahead and subscribe and leave a testimonial. And even better, go ahead and share this podcast with the people you think can benefit from the content. <laughs> I love uh, the quote from Hans Seeley. It's not stress that kills us, it's our reaction to it. And really, when I, when I think about stress, when I think about what happens in our world, sometimes it feels a little bit like Dr. Doodlittle's push me, pull you. <laughs> no matter what you try to do, you're trying to move forward, you're trying to move backward, you're trying to get things going, and it just doesn't happen. And so, I have for you, my friends, our question of the day. So as a business owner, as a manager, heck, even as a leader, haven't you at times felt that you are pulled in so many directions all at the same time? It's really hard to focus. It's really hard to figure out what you need to be doing next. It's really hard to figure out how to move your business forward. Why don't you put some comments in the comment box? Let us know what your situation is. What, what, when has it been really bad for you as far as the level of stress for you, for your family? for your employees, for your business. I am so glad that today, the words, it's too hard, is one phrase that I have never heard our guest utter. <laughs> Michelle Cederberg believes that personal and professional success is directly influenced by how we harness the physical, mental, and emotional capacity we all have within us. She holds a master's in kinesiology, a BA in psychology, a specialization in health and exercise psychology. She's a certified exercise psychologist, a certified co-active life coach, and an 
ORSC trained team coach. She's brilliant. And I know Michelle from the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, where she has her CSP, her Certified Speaking Professional designation, along with her Certified Virtual Presenter designation. She is, an, she is uh, the author of three books, her newest one called The Success Energy Equation, which debuted as a bestseller like last month. Yeah, she's waving, there you go. <laughs> Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> so, Michelle, um, can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, your, your list of credentials are so long and so brilliant. And really, I'm not really, I, I, it's really tongue-in-cheek about the Cape, but not really. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients. Who are your clients? What do you do for them? How do you help move them forward? You know, my clients are that group of people who are driven hardworking individuals, usually kind of in their mid-30s onward, who are moving upward, middle managers, uh, caregivers, um, educators, just people who are out there giving their all and not necessarily having all the energy within them to keep doing it at the level they like. And so I come in and I help them work on their resilience, help them recognize how much this body that we live in and the brilliant mind in it can serve us towards success if we just treat it properly. So health on and pro productivity on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> on steroids, without, without actually any chemical intervention. <laughs> right, yeah, naturally. <laughs> your, your new book, uh, The Success Energy Equation, is built on the premise that um, how we are working is not actually working. Could you tell us a little bit more? That, like, take us into well, a little bit what was the catalyst for you writing this book? The original title, well, the working title of the book for such a long time was It's How We Work. It's How Our Body Works. And I wanted to write about how our body works to help us work better because many of us, there's no doubt that we're hard workers. There's no doubt that we've, you know, we've got success on our side and we're driving to do good and be better in everything that we do every single day. I'm a big believer in the power of the human spirit. All of us want to be better, do better, have more. The challenge is that we dig in and dig in and dig in and forget about taking care of our health, or, or rather we'll say, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy. And because our bodies are amazingly resilient pieces of machinery, they will let us push forward and push on and push through for much longer than is, uh, is healthy. And so, you know, to my mind, the book is all about helping people find focus right now, figure out what's important to them, and then get the energy to drive their success to higher levels. Yeah. You know, it's something like, so I, I read through, I read the book and, and I was looking at it. And really, this is the first time that I've read anybody talking about this idea that energy is manageable within us. Um, and I, I love the way that you broke it out um, into three specific sections. Can you tell a little bit about how you broke those out? Are you talking about the sections of the book? Yeah. Yeah, well, I start off with helping regain focus. And so really, you know, if any of us want to find higher levels of success, we have to get what I say, we have to get present to the mess. We have to get present to our lives as they are right now, good, bad, crazy, high, low, whatever it might be. Um, and, and then really decide, what do I want for myself? What are the things that are important to me right now? What are the things that I strive for? And that's a lot harder for people to get clear on than you might think. Yeah. Um, and then I, 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 I talk a lot about um, recharging energy 
as the driver of success. And I do talk about three parts of, of gaining energy as well. So your physical energy, your emotional energy, and then this capacity within us to really just pause, to recharge. We need to take care of this machinery so it helps us do all the things that we need to do at a higher level. Fantastic. I am so looking forward to delving into this a little bit deeper with you. But just before we kick everything off, I just want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by my book. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with a new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. So Michelle. I want to find out about that book. Yeah. I'm a big believer in Lights, Camera, Action. My my, I, it's an aside, but my twin sister is a uh, theater major and a drama teacher. And one of the best things she taught me was how to break down that fourth wall. Yes. How to connect with your audience in an authentic way. I'm telling you, if you want to be better, then get the book. I'm, I'm putting it on my list. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, I did see that oh. you did click the notification yes, button. I did. You're on the list. You're on the <laughs> list for the first one. So, me, so Michelle, thank you so much for that. But, you know, I, I, it's so funny because I, I, you know, I told, was telling you before we went live that my mom's 85 and, you know, when I talk to my mom or to my aunt and, you know, even before that, when I talk to my grandparents and it seems like every generation has had perceptions about what made their life stressful or harder, or in some case, how they've had it easier. But, you know, sitting down with, like, I'm, I'm getting to the age where my peers are telling me, you know, kids today don't know how good they have it in my day. <laughs> Is, I never thought I'd be that person, Mark. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. It was all a lie. That was them. Yeah. <laughs> but is there a way we are living now that is much different from the days that have gone by in all in all realistic actual? In, in all in all truth, yes. I mean, yes. There's no doubt that our parents worked very hard, and our, and our grandparents before that, and and we're all in in it to win it as well, working hard. But what has changed? Is this little thing, right? We've added this device to our lives, this high-powered supercomputer at our fingertips. We're connected technologically, uh, you know, the most technologically um, advanced uh, time in history, and it's changing us. It's changing how we interact. It's changing how we, um, it's changing how we learn or don't learn. It's it's changing how we feel about ourselves. And so, I think that the biggest difference. Um, you know, and it does have some positives. Let's be clear about that. But the biggest difference is that uh, we have to manage everything that's happening out there, but we're also processing everything that we've got, you know, at our fingertips here. And it's tiring us out. It's taken up our precious bandwidth and it's messing with our success. <laughs> I love that you mentioned about this idea that it changes how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? I I am... Um, and I'm not just talking about this device, I'm talking about technology and social media and, and everything out there in, in general. I call Facebook the soul-sucking social media comparison trap <laughs> because we can, we can sit down and we can scroll through other people's pseudo lives online and, and compare it to our own without having any real connection to that person on the other side of the, you know, the technology. And I think that what we need to be aware of is just how much our um, 
connection to social and compares, comparisonitis, if you will, um, puts us inward and, and helps us to, or makes us feel not so great about ourselves when it's not, it's perception and not reality. Um, yeah, so we're spending so much more time connected to our worlds through technology, especially now during COVID. I mean, our phones, our technology is our gateway to everything right now. My 86-year-old mother you learned to use Zoom in, you know, during COVID, right? So, yeah. If she ever needs any up. hint, my 85-year-old mother is more than happy to hold a workshop for her because she, <laughs> she's become an absolute pro at it. And she's probably watching this going... That's twice you've mentioned my age, but I'm so proud of her to be able to pick yeah. it up because you have so many I'm people who go, at my age, you can't teach me nothing. <laughs> well, and here's the beautiful thing. And so, you know, I was saying that technology is a, is a challenge, but it's also a blessing in many ways because, you know, during the lockdown, especially, and gosh, hope we don't have to go into that again. Um, it was the first time that my mom at 86 got to connect on Zoom with all of her daughters and grandkids. Um, you know, and, and, and sisters-in-law and brother and, or sons-in-laws and daughters-in-laws on a big family Zoom. And like, she didn't say much because she's hard of hearing, but she just sat there and smiled and, you know, and we did that several times during yeah. COVID and it's really changed in a positive way how we've connected. Although right. I'm sure that many of us these days, especially in our work environment, might be experiencing a bit of Zoom fatigue. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and there, there's this whole idea now as well. I mean, in, in past episodes, I talked, I talked about corporate culture, about how before Zoom ha or before the COVID-19 happened, uh, leaders were very, would not even consider letting their employees work from home. They, yeah. There was a trust factor that was involved. And it's like, how do I make sure that they're doing the work that they're assigned? And my response well, has always been the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Well, and different leaders will take that uh, that task differently, won't they? There will be yeah. the ones who will say, I'm going to empower my team to do well at home and be successful online and, and create this opportunity to telecommute even after COVID because there's a lot of people who have absolutely benefited from being at home and there's no need for them to commute. But then there are, yes, um, other leaders who will say, if I don't see butts in seats, then how do I know you're working? That's a trust factor and that's something I yeah. think we're going to all have to get over because the way we work has absolutely changed and it's absolutely. not necessarily for the worst. Right. So now though, we have basically with the workforce working from home, we basically have 24 hour workdays. Yeah. Right. Where that's yeah. a challenge. And, and so can, have you been able to, have you delved into at all? What's, what some of the challenges are with the people working from home now and the stress that that's creating in itself? Well, we need to think back. We're in our ninth month now of uh, of uh, restricted COVID restricted living, and you know when we first all had to shift to working from home, there was a bit of a panic and pivot situation where we had to set ourselves up technologically and make sure everything works and go go go. Um, and there was an uh, an urgency there. We then kind of eased off. It's like, all right, we're in it now, and we're working along. But what happened with more than one of my coaching clients? is that there were no boundaries between work and life. Yeah. And that that hasn't changed for some people, but now that we're getting into the ninth month, many people are realizing, wow, like we're in it. I need to reconnect with my health. I need to reconnect with a little bit of work-life balance. I need to really get present to how I conduct myself during the day. It can't be all work and no play because it's uh, it's an energy drain and it's messing with productivity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, we're seeing, I mean, we, obviously everybody has seen the footage of um, the, I think he was a councilman in the UK who was having a press conference or talking to the media and, and his kids came running in and then his wife came in to drag the kids out. And, and that, that, that said a few things about us. And, and I think now people are realizing, you know, the people who we hire are actually human beings. They're Which human beings. Great. I love the reality of that. Yeah. yeah I love <laughs> the humanness of that. And, and that is helping us to work from home without having to feel like, Oh my gosh, everything has to be perfect all the time. Right. I had a, um, I had a presentation online the other day where the technology was failing for no good reason. And we just had to roll with it. So the CEO of the company continued to have a conversation while the tech behind the scenes fixed it. And it wasn't a panic. It was just like, well, this is the way it is these days. I've got a puppy. I've had more than one call where she's managed to sneak into my office and she'll just stand at the window and look out the door. The people online can't see her until she starts to bark at the squirrel or the rabbit that's on the lawn. It's well, like, you know, and the upside, and it's kind of fun and interesting. Yeah. Well, and the upside is, you know, there's been a lot of puppies being adopted during COVID-19. And with the kids doing schoolwork from home, it's no longer the puppy ate my the puppy ate my homework. It's now the puppy chewed into my coax cable and killed my connection. <laughs> the struggle is real. The struggle, the struggle is, real. is real. It's horrible. But you know, well, and, you know, you raise a good point though, because um, you know, the work from home has its benefits and it has its challenges. And we have to just be aware of, we're still early days for this, even though we're nine months in trying to figure out how do we do this? If we're going to sustain, um, you know, great work uh, from home without losing our life balance, we need to make a lot of, um, I don't want to say changes, but uh, be aware of the differences between uh, going into the office and being at home and having that flexibility and listening to our bodies, you know, more often. There's so many things that we're gaining. And then there's also things that we're missing that are changing um, our bandwidth. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, you know, when if you, a lot of people might be going back to the office now, but uh, when we were all on lockdown, it, it's, it's turned into a bit of Groundhog Day. It's the same old thing. Get up, you know, get the kids schooling on the table, go into the office, which might also be on the kitchen table and, you know, do all of that repeat on repeat for weeks. What we're missing, those of us who are still at home, is, is what I call these little micro lifts, little hits of joy throughout the day that just break up the monotony. So if you go into the office, it's going to your favorite coffee shop and getting that coffee and connecting with friends while you're standing in line. It's, you know, grabbing a friend and going for lunch. It's wandering through the food courts or wandering through the mall at your lunch break and just connecting with the outside world. All of those little micro lifts have been replaced with shushing your dog out of the office or telling your kids to be quiet because you're on a Zoom call. And, and we need to be aware of how we schedule our days so we have a little bit of fun and enjoyment amidst the work there's a lot that we um that we just there's a lot of little things that we can do during our day to make it better right and, and you know and i think part of that is this idea that we have to recognize the stress we have to recognize when something's not right and but yet Absolutely. the theory of stress is such a broad term um you know you being the specialist could you kind of put it into context is, I mean, is all stress, I know there's different kinds, but is all stress equal? Well, no, absolutely not. And we all, every single, anybody who says they, they're not, a, they don't experience stress is lying because every single one of us 
experiences stress every single day, but um, it's how we react to it. Like you said in the Hans Selye quote, um, stress isn't what's ha what happens to us, it's how we react to it. The first kind of stress is acute stress, and that is like normal stress. If we want stress, that's the one we want to have. And here's the thing, you're in control of whether it's acute or otherwise. Acute stress is stress with adequate recovery. So you have a tough meeting, you have a difficult day, you have some sort of stressor that hits you, and you give yourself a chance to recover afterwards. You take a coffee break, you go for a walk. Uh, at the end of the day, you get a good night's sleep, or maybe you get some exercise, you eat healthfully, and you allow your body to come back to some level of normal. Acute stress is how all of us ultimately should be conducting ourselves through the day. But with the busyness of life and the pace of it ramping up and having our devices right at our fingertips, chronic stress is more uh, common now more than ever. And that's stress without recovery. So you have a tough meeting and you follow that up with a difficult conversation with an employee and you follow that up with your kids screaming at the kitchen table at each other and you follow it up with after, 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 no recovery. You don't listen to your body, you ignore the signs and you just keep plowing through until you, know, you feel that stress bottom out. If you put many days like that together, it's a recipe for burnout. And in the book, I talk about a third kind of stress, pervasive stress, or 21st and a quarter century stress is what I call it. This idea that technology is adding to our stress in a way that we hadn't even imagined. So I call it a tech-driven, FOMO-fed, pervasive, unrelenting, uh, you know, you've got 24-hour news cycles, you've got push notifications, you've got... Uh, beeps on your phone that you need to respond to. You've got this uh, urge to go and scroll through your social. It's drawing you in, um, in, in ways that we can control or not. But the interesting thing about these devices is that they are designed to hook the neural pathways in our brain in the same way that gambling and addiction does. And so I call them little dopamine factories, little dopamine machines. And that dopamine is, the, is the, one of the happy hormones. So for feeling stressed, here's an interesting thing. We'll often reach for the device as a little calming mechanism, which will then increase our cortisol sometimes, which is a stress hormone. And then we'll be looking for other ways. And it's often, you know, through the cycle of scroll, repeat, scroll. I, I heard a term on the radio the other day called doom scrolling, <laughs> which doom scrolling. Yeah, everything we're just looking, everything that we're coming across is, uh, you know, is like hard the bad to look news? at, and then we go deeper down the rabbit hole. I know a lot of people um, around the U.S. elections were doom scrolling; they just yeah. couldn't get off their phones. They need to find the next bit of advice, and so yeah, stress, uh, huge stress, chronic stress, and what I call pervasive twenty-first and quarter-century stress. Here's the thing about stress: it's inevitable, but how we choose to recover is one hundred percent up to us, and that's what I want to empower your listeners and my coaching clients and audiences to do to take control of the stress management in small steps. Love it. I'd love, I'd love to delve into some strategies as to what you think business owners, their employees, their managers could do um, to, to kind of get over this or be able to recognize the three different kinds and be able to then put a strategy together to deal with it and, and get into a more intentional level of living, if we were. But before we do, um, I'd, could you let everyone know how they can get in touch with you. The, I, I, I've made it easy for everybody, a one-stop shop. If you just go to successenergybook.com, super easy. You can 
connect to where to buy the book. You can connect to all my social channels. You can connect to my um, speaker website and you can see what I'm doing there. It's all at successenergybook.com. So you don't have to think of 16 different things in this, uh, you know, stressful <laughs> bandwidth full time of our lives. <laughs> nice, nice. So for you watching this, I, I hope this is making sense to you and is of value to you. Please do feel free to give it a thumbs up and share your comments in the comment box below. You know me, every episode I tell you, hey, knowledge is power, but it's only powerful if you share it. If we share your experiences, other people can learn from it. And it doesn't mean that you yourself are not a subject matter expert. So I'd love to hear what you have to say and how you've maybe dealt with some of the stress and some of the strategies you use to overcome what ails you when you realize that you're not performing at your very best. Um, so Michelle, in, in past episodes, we spoke about the needs for leaders to adopt a mindset focused on the positive, focused mm -hmm. on looking for the good things. But I think that there's a misnomer in the belief that, um, that and, and I think your book mentions it, it's something about an equation, the dream times the hard work equals success. That's my bad math version of uh, the success energy equation. Where I talk about, I mean, it, it is a pie in the sky. All we got to do is have the dream and do the work. And yes, you know, in an ideal world, it would just be that easy. Figure out what you want and then drive after it. But my bad math version of the success energy equation talks about all of the things that get in our way as we're driving the path towards success. And it's our own self-doubt. And it is the government and the economy. And it's... Uh, lack of uh, motivation and any given day, it might be fatigue. It could be other people's expectations and all the other things that we need to do. And so we need to be able to arm ourselves, you know, with a, a little bit more uh, robust equation for success, let's just say, that takes into account that as we're driving the road to success, life is coming at us from all sides, stuff that we can control and stuff that we can't control. Uh, it doesn't mean that you deserve the success any less. It just means you need to be aware of what the factors are and you know, arm yourself with a little bit of tools to get where you want to go um, with a little bit more success. Right. And, and, and it's interesting because there's, I think, from what you're saying, there is just as much a need for strategy on your well-being as there is a business strategy to move yourself forward to your success. 100%. And so I'll share with your listeners my formula for success. And, you know, I say success equals setting uh, clear and exciting goals and then having belief in yourself to accomplish those goals and the discipline to do the work. Those are the first three factors of my success energy equation. If we only ever did those three things, we would experience success. We really would. And some people are. But I add in energy as the what I call the magic multiplier to raise those base dreams. So the power of awesome, because energy and I don't talk, you know, when I talk about energy, it's not just physical energy and taking care of fitness. It's, it's physical energy, it's emotional energy, it's mental energy, it's even spiritual and social energy, and it's cognitive energy. Everything, you know, that our body does to help us work better. When we take care of our energy systems, and I will say the energy within us is a renewable resource. This is my shout out to Albert Oil. <laughs> um, we will set higher goals. We will have higher belief in ourselves to accomplish those goals. Our self-esteem will go up, our, our self-confidence, our self-efficacy, which is our belief in our ability to accomplish a task. And because we've set goals that we're excited about and we've you know, kind of harnessed the belief within us, 
our discipline to do the work will also go up. And I'm not saying it's all going to happen at once, but when we when we nurture our energy while we're driving success, it's going to raise all of those areas to higher levels. And that can't do anything but help you be more successful. You know, so when you talk about that bad math equation, the dream times hard work, it's not enough to just set a goal. As you know, as much as everybody says goals are great, and I do think goals are great. It doesn't matter how big the goal is that you set for yourself if you don't believe in your ability to accomplish that uh, task. And so I don't want people to have set and forget goals. I want people to, you know, set goals that are excited to tackle and believe within themselves that they can and have the discipline to do the freaking work. And that all, to my mind, comes from the energy within. Right. Um, you know, in past episodes as well, we've talked about workplace culture. Uh, do you feel that as leaders, they have control over the workplace environments to be able to, to use your formula and apply it to helping lead their, their teams. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're navigating strange times. And I would say that the biggest challenge that I hear from my coaching clients and from audience members is that I'm stretched. I'm tired. Uh, I, my bandwidth is taken up. I don't have uh, as much oomph or motivation to do the work. And that all comes down to energy. And, you know, in, with the leaders that I talk to, um, I'm really encouraging them to communicate with their teams, to just kind of get the pulse of what's going on in the work from home offices. And if you have the fortune to get together physically distanced in the offices, to really just say, like, how are things going? Like, really? Because people will put up that facade and say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine thinking I'm the only one that's feeling this way, but guaranteed everybody's had those moments in the last nine months where we're, where, where we've gone, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know. This is crazy. Like my motivation has gone. I lost me personally. I lost, you know, I'm a motivational speaker. I lost my mojo mid July, you know, after I pivoted hard and put all of my in-person presentations into 2021 and shifted to online. And I'd done my last online presentation that I was going to do um, for the next six weeks or so. And I just went, like, gosh, like I'm done. I, I, I was, you know, I didn't want to work. So for about six weeks, I, I really had to reset and go, wow, like this isn't over yet. And I'm looking into the fall to all of the presentations that had been postponed from April. Now they're moving them into 21. I'm going, wow, like this is it. Like things have changed. So I know that many you know, if you're a leader of teams, many of your team have been feeling those same high highs and lows. I call it the COVID roller coaster because, you know, feeling, you know, I kind of went into a dip in, in, in July and August, and then I came back out of it in, in the fall saying, all right, let's just square our shoulders. We'll get through this. And then winter came and dips come, like the, the cases are rising and there's another dip. I'm like, okay, guaranteed your, lead, your teams are struggling with that. So communicate, absolutely allow flexibility when working from home allow flexibility for your teams to manage work and life because right now they're inextricably linked so if it's all work but the the kids at the kitchen table and the spouse needs to take over that care because your boss is a little bit too rigid that can cause challenges so flexibility and a recognition that if we there's two things that i really want people to do more of and they're dead simple take your breaks, take your breaks and breathe. And I share these two only because they're so easy to do. We, 
our brains are massively energy hungry organs. And if we're constantly screen time, screen time, screen time, meeting, 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 we need productivity will go down. We need to take breaks every 90 minutes to two hours. Yeah. You and can try just, and override it. You can try and override it. Yeah. That's not how your body works. And it, but it's not just productivity. It's decision-making is affected. How we make decisions mm -hmm. are affected. Because yep. when you're, and you know, and it's so funny that because you mentioned the, about the people who just kind of shove it off. I mean, there are people out there who are like, oh, you know what? Stress is normal. Just get over it. Um, but we need, I think, one of the things that you mentioned is to understand that some people won't say that they're stressed. Some people won't say that they're not okay for fear of reprisals, fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's really incumbent, I think, upon the leaders to make sure that they have empathy for everybody on the team. And, and like you said, look them straight in the eye and say, are you okay? And, and to give your team permission, that's a gift. Um, that's, a, that's a sign of strength in leadership right there um, to say, yeah, I get it. These are tough times and whatever resources we have available, you know, utilize your, your employee EAPs, you know, if you have them and, but have the conversations. And here's the thing, any leader who has the courage to have those kinds of conversations with their team and really open them up to, you know, what do you need? They're going to find that that's going to return, uh, in, in, in a positive way for productivity and contentment in the workplace. And, you know, if you've got their back, then they're going to rise to the challenge and have your back when it comes to, you know, deliverables and staying with their head in the game and all of those things that, that companies need to, to, to maintain their viability during these really changing, challenging times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, I, I think I could sit here and talk with you for hours about this stuff. Um, we, we are, we are kind of getting into um, getting a little bit long, but I do want, if you could, are there strategies that people can use to, to get more in sync with their lives? You did mention breathing and taking breaks. Is there some, are there other strategies people could use to make their lives better? You know, I, I'm because people are busy and stressed. I, I don't go for the big life changing, life altering, you know, sweep everything off the table, start again kind of strategies. I'm all about getting present with the small things that we need for ourselves. And, and because I'm an exercise physiologist, I believe that when we check in with the physical body body, it'll help us to, um, to be connected cognitively as well. One thing I will say is, how you start your day is a game changer. And these days, because we're so fully connected to our devices, my challenge would be for all of your listeners, if you have your phone beside your bed, do not use it as your first entry point into the day because that's not how you want to take control of your day. I say check in with yourself before you check in with the world. Because if you go onto your phone and you see the headlines and the news is bad or you see the pop-ups for your email and you all of a sudden, all of the outside world has hijacked your ability to get connected to what you truly need for the day. Mm. And so what, will, what I will say is, while you're lying there in bed, take a few minutes to just ask yourself, how am I doing? How did I sleep? What is it that I need for myself today? What's a couple of things that I'd really like to get checked off my to-do list that would help me feel successful today? And then step into the day with a little bit more uh, purpose towards the things that are going to drive your success, not the agenda of everybody in your inbox. I will also say, 
try to schedule in those moments of whether it's movement or fuel or little hits of joy, as I said, little micro lifts throughout the day. Um, one of the suggestions that I have is walk yourself to work. If you're working from home, rather than just heading straight into the office from the kitchen, walk out the front door, walk around the block, five, 10 minutes. And when you come in the door, use that as your, your transition from home to work, go straight into the office and then do it again at the end of the day, do it again at lunch. It's an amazingly powerful tool to help the mental shift, you know, and keep those boundaries a little bit, uh, a little bit defined. Yeah. You know, I, and I find that's one thing that is missing with, with this working from home bit. I truly believe that when we get ready for work in the morning, that's like us turning on our brain. We're getting ready for the day. We get dressed in our costume where, you know, so whether if, you know, if you're a mechanic, it might be overalls, it might be jeans, or if you're working in an office, it might be a suit or whatever. But that helps us create that mental tie that we are getting turned on for the day. Yeah. And even our commute does that. So you think about that now, our commute is now gone. And for many people, the commute might have been a chance to listen to a podcast or to read a book or to just sit and look out the window of the, the transit or whatever it might be. That is now gone. And there are some companies that are now scheduling in 45-minute virtual commute, which is fascinating. So think about this. The goal is that you are not to, to log into your computer until 7.30 or 8.00 which means that we are scheduling in a time before that for you to do whatever you want, exercise, reading, meditation. I think that's a fabulous idea. And, and it's intentional, which is great. When you're giving a speech, it's easy to get so wrapped up in what you're saying that you lose track of time. But rushing through your final point or apologizing that you're taking so long are pretty unprofessional solutions to the problem. You need something to help you keep track of the time. And no, calling out how much time do I have left is not what I mean. You need to download the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. The app features easy-to-see countdown timers that can be configured to change color to give you easy visual cues. You can also set the ProSpeaker Presentation Speech Timer app to give audio cues for practice, or vibrate your phone or Apple Watch so you don't even have to glance at the screen. Plus, you can save multiple speeches so you have accurate timing of every presentation with 5-minute, 2-minute, and 0-minute warnings set as your default. Your audience deserves a well-timed, powerful speech, and you can deliver every time with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. Download today at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Michelle, this has been so great. Could you remind everybody how they can get hold of you one more time? And I will be putting it in the in the show notes. Yes. Go to successenergybook.com, and I, I love to hear from people. If you have any questions, feel free to email me via that website just always a pleasure to talk to you, Mark. One of the most positive people that I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Energizer's a buddy rabbit. Like, I, but sometimes, like you said, I need to recharge, right? And so I can't be on all the time. So thank you so much for this. I really appreciate you being here to share your knowledge, your passion, your expertise with everybody. I, I can't thank you enough for your generosity of spirit to make this happen. It has a success energy filled day. Thank you so much. Why don't you give me a thumbs up if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to help you brainstorm your business with you and your team, feel free to book yourself on my calendar. The link is down below. It's the meetme.so slash Mark Aim, and that's Mark with a C. As always, I am at your service. I 
want to be able to make sure that every time you tune into one of these podcasts that you are getting huge value out of it. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhainlive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes. Or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.